Hey Killer Bees, it's Paula B from paulabfitness.com and welcome to the Let's Run podcast where every Tuesday we talk about fitness matters that matter to you. And today we're talking about weight loss, a topic that matters so much that I had to turn it into a five-part series. You guys, today is part three. Part one, we talked about my personal weight loss success story. Part two, we talked about getting started on your journey. And today, part three, we're talking about mindset issues, which are arguably the most difficult part of the weight loss journey. So while we're navigating that mind field, we are of course gonna go for a great walk and a run. I've got the handy dandy gym boss here set for intervals of one minute. I'm gonna go back and forth, walk, run, walk, run. You can use the intervals or not in any way that works best for you. Make sure that you get warmed up before we get going. Make sure that you click the subscribe button so that you can see all parts of this series. And when you're ready, I'm totally ready. Let's run. All right, you guys, let's get moving and grooving. I'm gonna start with a walking interval. You can start however you want to. Honestly, however you want to. How great is that, you know? You know, every week, I mean, Welcome. If you are new here, you probably didn't know this, but every week I tell you that you can use these intervals any way that you want to, and you always can. I actually love hearing stories of what you actually do when I'm walking and running because I notice, I notice that lots of times it's not walking and running. I mean, sometimes it is, but sometimes you use either your own intervals or it's all running or all walking, or sometimes you're on the foam roller, sometimes you're doing dishes, sometimes you're driving in your car. I love that. No matter where you are watching or listening, I mean, if you're here on YouTube or if you're on like any one of your favorite podcast platforms, I love that we get to share these conversations together however however it works for you I just happen to like walking and running which is why I've always turned this podcast into you know a workout if we're gonna talk about stuff we might as well be sweating too right and honestly I'm a kind of person that I think better when I'm moving. Like when I'm on the phone, I'm always walking around, I'm pacing. Some of that is because I'm like socially awkward and nervous on the phone, but some of that is because I truly feel like my mind works more clearly when I am moving. And apropos of that, let's talk about how your mind works, my friends. I know that was like the weirdest segue ever. Can I tell you something? I'm gonna tell you anyways. I'm gonna stall just a little bit longer. I'm a little nervous about today's topic. And so I think where I really wanna start with this is I want to tell you that no matter what you hear today, that A, yes, I'm talking directly to you, but also B, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to point out something that you don't want pointed out. I'm not, well, I kind of am, but not in a mean way. <laughs> Mindset issues affect all of us. I wanna make that incredibly clear. I do have some kind of like personal stories to share with you today, as I always do, because I don't ever talk about stuff that I've never had experience with. But, your mindset is so personal that when you hear something that is your issue, it's gonna sound really different than everything else that I say. And I just wanna make it like abundantly, abundantly clear that A, everybody has mindset issues, everybody. Whether you deal with them or not, whether you acknowledge them or not, whether you ever notice them or not, you have them, we all do. And also, the reason I bring this up 
is because I really do want you to be successful. Like so much more so than if I were to just leave it with, you know, last week's episode where we talked about the physical part of losing weight. Losing weight is physical, it is. It's math, basically. You find out how many calories you need, you eat the number of calories consistently every single day, done. I mean, it's simple. But the reason it's not easy is because when you're losing weight, you're not just changing your body. You have to change your mind. Your mind, your mind is the most powerful thing in the world. I mean, it's just, your brain is amazing. And the way that we think and the things that we do with our brains are just phenomenal. And it's almost even hard to like comprehend all of the different thought processes processes that go on every minute of every day. It's kind of like your body processes. It's so complex. It's so miraculous. It's so amazing. And it's so kind of mysterious also. There's a lot going on in your mind and your body that maybe you don't know. And so, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about mindset stuff. And again, I say everything that I'm saying today with love. And I hope you hear it that way. I hope, my hope for today's episode, honestly, is to bring some stuff up which is going to not feel great. And then give you the tools to work with what we've brought up so that you can do something about it. I don't bring up anything just to make you feel bad. And in fact, that's where we're gonna start. Okay, here's where we're gonna start is with a personal story about bringing things up and not meaning to make you feel bad. A couple weeks ago when we were talking, what were we talking about when I mentioned that I'd had like lots of, oh, when we were talking about over-exercising. I'd had, when I was much younger, lots of disordered thinking about exercise, about eating, about my body, about all kinds of things. I mean, this was, this was my introduction at age 18 to like truly understanding how your mind and your body work together. So I was in therapy kind of briefly for an eating disorder and <laughs> I vividly remember the therapist was nice. I didn't like therapy because every time I went, I cried. Didn't really enjoy that. But one day she said something. She said something to me that was 100% true, by the way, that I didn't want to hear, that I didn't like, that I didn't care for what it said about me as a person. And I will tell you that essentially what she told me is that the way I was acting and the way that I felt was actually kind of selfish and that it was actually a little bit of wanting some attention. Did not care for that <laughs> at all. Took me years to work through that and realize that for me personally, it was absolutely true and what that meant about me and what I wanted to do with that information. In any event, I vividly remember when she said this to me, being just enraged, absolutely, utterly enraged. I was 18, so I did not like get up and walk out of her office, but I know for a fact that I never went back to therapy after that. And it's funny now because I can totally see how like dramatic I was about everything. I mean, literally everything. I still am, but I mean, I was really dramatic when I was 18, as 18 year olds are. But I, I know, I know that some of what we're gonna talk about today is gonna feel like that for you. If you feel 
like you need to just turn off the episode and walk away and be mad at me for a while. I totally get that. I totally get that. I apologize now. And I hope that with time and thinking things through that, that you can laugh about our time together and that this will eventually be helpful for you today. Because my friends, changing your mind is hard. Like, let's just lay it out there like that. Figuring out your mindset issues is not going to be a simple walk in the park. Let's talk about this for, you know, whatever it's gonna be today, 45 minutes or whatever. And then, yay, everything's better. This process of figuring out how you feel about things, how you think about things, and how it affects you when you think about things that way, it's ongoing. This is something that you're gonna need to work through long after you turn off this episode, either in a huff or after you listen to the whole thing. There are so many ways that we block ourselves from making changes. And I will tell you, I mean, coming back to our topic like last week, there's like biological reasons for this. Your brain works in certain ways for a reason. For many, many, many millennia, any kind of change was bad change. I mean, anything that was out of the ordinary was obviously a threat to your life. Your brain's number one biological imperative is to stay alive, just like your body. Your brain and your body, I mean, your brain is part of your body. So your brain wants to stay alive. Your brain also wants to stay the same. And part of staying the same means that it wants to get better. It wants to get more efficient. Your brain, takes energy to think new thoughts. And so therefore, the most efficient thing is to be the same, to think the same things over and over. It's part of why we have song lyrics in our head. It's part of why you relive that moment 20 years ago when something embarrassing happened. It's very efficient for your brain to do that. When you think something new, it takes a lot of energy. It's exhausting. I mean, you'll, you'll find when I bring stuff up, it's exhausting. It can bring up emotions that you didn't know were hidden in there. It brings things up and that's hard for your brain to do something new. Your brain is going to fight you. Your brain is hands down going to fight you on changing. And knowing that going into it, makes it going into like weight loss specifically or any kind of change honestly but going into weight loss really specifically can kind of help you navigate through some of this stuff and hopefully see it with a little bit of a little bit of objectiveness that it's just your brain doing its job it's the way we all are and that it's not that bad that even though it feels yucky or scary or sad or upsetting or hurtful or any, I mean, name any negative emotion, embarrassing, whatever, even though it feels that way, that's just a feeling. Feelings aren't facts. Feeling something doesn't, doesn't physically change you. So when you are willing to dig up the yuck and feel those feelings and be a little bit objective about it, you'll find that it's not that bad. But 
let's talk about some of the ways that you might be unintentionally thinking about weight loss that could be blocking your progress. For lots of us, it's even the act of getting started. I mean, it is literally the weight loss process. And some of this is truly just the message that we hear everywhere. Eat less, do more. I mean, we already attacked that myth last week. But you hear it so constantly. It feels like a fact. It feels like something you should believe. It is so ingrained in your mind that you might not even question it until I tell you, no, that's not true. <laughs> and even when you know logically that it's not true, that you have to eat consistently, that you might actually have to move less to move moderately, it still feels like almost a compulsion. When you can take a look at that and understand that eating less and moving more, trying to do something in the same way that you've always done something, it is illogical to keep trying to do something and get a different result out of it. Changing your mind about how you move and how you eat and going against something that you've thought of for a long time is going to bring up other thoughts about being wrong, doing the wrong thing, not knowing what the right thing is, not doing enough. It can bring up all kinds of other kind of unrelated but also therefore related thoughts and feelings. Changing your mind about the weight loss process might also mean changing your mind about what it means to do enough, to be enough, to do the right thing, to follow through, to, to do something loving for your body. There's also parts about the weight loss process like eating healthy. You know, we, we talked about this we talked about this at least a little bit last week, and I have an entire podcast episode where I talk about how you don't have to eat healthy to lose weight. The fact is, it is calories, the number of calories. And for lots of us, we really feel like that number of calories has to be healthy food. It has to be, or we wouldn't possibly lose weight. We can't possibly get to where we wanna be. And I will tell you, logically, couple of things. First of all, healthy food has calories too. <laughs> so simply eating healthy without counting your calories or tracking your calories or being consistent is definitely not the way to lose weight. But also that you have, you have the rest of your life to move in a healthier direction. You do not have to start losing weight by eating healthy. You can start exactly where you are and move towards healthier foods while you're losing weight. And lots of us get really hung up on that. Like, if I'm not healthy, then how could I possibly lose weight? Or I must not be doing it right. I must not be doing it good enough. I must not be doing enough. Again, you're gonna hear that theme a lot today, just so you know. A lot of the blocks that we put in front of ourselves have to do with not feeling good enough, like we're doing enough. It's something that you're going to need to explore. It's something that you're going to need to, to think about. 
You know, lots of us feel like we have to give up either our favorite foods or certain foods or food groups. We focus a lot on giving up. And while I'm not going to argue with you that there are some things you have to give up, it's not necessarily your favorite foods that you have to give up. You probably have to give up thinking that you have to give up your favorite foods. You're going to have to give up a lot of these mindset issues. When you, when you set a goal to lose weight, it does mean that you're going to have to give up thinking about other things for a while, other goals for a while. It does mean that there might be some things that you will change, but not necessarily give up. You might have to give up thinking about giving up. When we focus on what we're giving up, that absolutely makes things harder. And we make things harder for ourselves when we feel deprived. You, your, your brain rather, never wants to feel deprived. I mean, we, we've talked about this several times. One time I even sang, you know, the Janet Jackson song about the pleasure principle. Your brain truly seeks pleasure. And when you think about depriving yourself of certain foods, depriving yourself of, of anything, your brain's gonna fight that. So rather than focusing on, on giving things up, understand that you actually can meet your weight loss goal without deprivation. Lots of us, lots of us block ourselves from weight loss because of the way that we think about our body. This one, I probably shouldn't have even like done this so early in our day because this one's really hard. I, I hear pretty frequently about people who will tell me everything was fine until that, you know, my body was great until I was a teenager. I mean, I felt that way too. You heard that in my story. Everything was great until I had kids. I could always lose weight until I hit age 40. Everything was fine until menopause. Everything was easier before X, Y, or Z. I, honestly, there are, there are so many different periods of time, phases of your life, specific events that may have happened to you that you are now kind of holding on to, <coughs> excuse me, as a, and I'm using air quotes, a reason why you can't lose weight now. And I want you to know that you can. You can lose weight now. You, you do have a special set of circumstances. You do have your own unique challenges. But your body is still operating under the laws of biology. Your body is still maybe slower than it used to, maybe with more difficulty than it used to. Your body still operates the way bodies operate. And letting go of that can be tough. Part of, part of that specific process is related to a comparison thing that we do, that we all do, again, not pointing fingers, comparing yourself to what is truly, objectively, 
an idealized version of yourself in the past. Comparing yourself to other people, comparing yourself to a fictionalized version of yourself in the future, it's all detrimental to where you are right now. Being, being angry at your body for being where it is and what it is is a mindset issue. It's, it's gonna block you from losing weight. And I know that sounds like so ironic, like, well, if I hate my body because, you know, I'm so overweight or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time because it's, you know, it's older than I used to be or, you know, have these different issues now and I'm just so frustrated and I just hate it. That doesn't move you towards making changes. When you, when you are holding on to something that you used to be, something that used to be easier for you, something that used to be different, you are holding on. I mean, it, it's almost physical. It's like grabbing on to you know, a tree when you're in a stream that's moving this direction. You can't do both. You can't hold on to the tree and move with the stream. Part of, part of that process specifically is accepting where you are now. Forgiving yourself for being where you are now. Being okay with where you are now. And I don't mean that to say that if you're okay with where you are now that you have to stay here. You can be okay with where you are now because you are here and still look forward to being somewhere else later. It's kind of like being on vacation. If you spend your whole vacation wishing that you were at home, why did you go on vacation? <laughs> it's perfectly okay to enjoy and love and accept yourself exactly where you are right now, even if it doesn't feel like vacation, and look forward to being somewhere else later. One of the other things that we think about pretty frequently, I hear this one a lot too, is we expect ourselves to be like our family or our friends or the people we surround ourselves with. And while that's not entirely untrue, I mean, there, there are plenty of evidence that there are lots of things that are in your genes. There are also lots of things that are not in your genes. There are also lots of things that even if they are in your genes, you can personally overcome. You can personally not have even if you have a genetic component, even if everybody in your family has X, Y, or Z. That doesn't automatically mean that you will. And in much the same way that focusing on a person that you used to be in the past can stop you from moving forward, focusing on people in your family and the issues that they have can stop you from doing what you want. This one's hard because there is a lot of medical evidence for some very specific diseases and issues that can make it feel very factual, very unchangeable, that you are destined 
to be whatever weight you are. Now here's the thing. You might never get to a supermodel's weight. You might never look like a woman in a magazine. I certainly don't. I look like a woman on TV because I'm on your TV maybe, but I'm not like, you know, on network TV or whatever. Being a healthy weight, losing weight, meeting your goals, doesn't automatically have to be part of somebody else's standards, both for good or for evil. And evil is a strong word in that sentence. But what I mean is, you don't ever have to meet the standard of a supermodel, but you also don't ever have to meet the standard of people in your family who maybe didn't get past their own mindset issues to lose their weight. Maybe didn't get past their mindset issues to meet their physical potential. You have a physical potential and meeting it is not related to your family. It's not related to your friends. Sometimes this kind of stuff, in addition to feeling just utterly factual, even if you accept what I've just said, that you can be different than your family, that you can be different from your friends, sometimes this brings up another different layer of, of guilt that you want more for yourself than other people in your family. This one definitely applied to me, applies to me on a pretty regular basis. My family, my family has a lot of different, I mean, we have a lot of heart disease in my family, like plenty of it. And by and large, we don't do a lot about it. I personally have done a lot about it. I work on my heart health all the time. I work on endurance. I do a lot of cardio. I exercise. I exercise more than anybody in my family. And I don't say that to brag. Again, coming back to our conversation about over-exercising. I mean that I take care of my health in a different way than other people in my, not immediate family that, you know, that I've married and created, but in my, my family of origin. And that's tough. It's tough to want something different for yourself. It's tough to want something that feels like more. You'll get external pushback. Trust me. I've had lots of comments about how much I exercise and what I do. Oh, you're going for a run again, especially the first couple of years. At this point in time, everybody accepts that I'm, you know, that crazy girl who runs millions of miles and it's, it just is what it is. But getting to this point, there was plenty of pushback from them and from me. It was very hard for me to see myself as a person who exercises regularly. That, that was mind blowing when I was younger and first getting started on this. Another thing that we all do, really all of us, is we look at people who have what we allegedly want and we kind of don't like them because they have what we want. If you have children in the room, just either mute this or skip ahead a little bit because I'm going to use a little bit of language. My friends, you have to stop calling girls skinny bitch. You just do. You cannot simultaneously 
hate somebody for having what you want and want it. You need to pick one. Here's the thing, that skinny girl might absolutely be a bitch. I'm not saying she's not, but she's not that way simply because she's thin, simply because she's at a healthy weight. She might have been a terrible person her entire life and it has nothing to do with her weight. And I know that was kind of funny. I mean, sure, it's kind of funny. But that kind of thinking does stop you from wanting to lose weight. What if, oh my gosh, what if I become a terrible person because I lose weight? What if I turn into a skinny bee? Well, my friends, my killer bee friends, <laughs> you will be a skinny bee, but not that kind. You're going to be whoever you already are, truly. Being, being heavy and mean thin doesn't change your personality. It doesn't change who you are as a human being. If you are greedy and rude and obnoxious and mean to people, you're always going to be that way. Well, maybe not always. I mean, truly. Truly, that could be something that you work on too. But you are not automatically going to become that just because you lose weight. Losing weight Losing weight does change you. In fact, we had an entire we had an entire podcast about this. Losing weight does change who you are at your core because of the things that you realize about yourself, how resilient you are, how brave you are, how much you can persevere in the face of difficulties. But it doesn't change your core personality of, you know, the funny girl who likes to dance. It doesn't change how much you love your family. It doesn't change stuff like that. And in fact, speaking of that, one of the other things that we often think about people who exercise and people who take care of their health, we tend to think that they're very selfish, very self-centered. Maybe they're bad moms. Maybe they're bad wives. Maybe they put themselves ahead of everybody. I've got a couple of things to say about this. Yes, I do. I do put myself first. I put my mental health first. I put my physical health first. Because let me tell you something. When I was heavier and I was unhappy all the time, not all the time, I was unhappy a lot though. I was low grade. I, I personally, again with the language, sorry, if you've skipped ahead to this point, I'm about to say it one more time and this will be the last time. I was a chubby bitch, <laughs> truly. I was a little bit angry all the time because I wasn't happy with myself. Putting myself first, knowing what makes me calm, knowing what makes me feel confident, knowing that when I make good choices, I have so much more to give to everybody else. You, my family, my neighbors, everybody. I have more to give when I put myself first. When you are putting yourself last, you're not actually helping anybody as much as you think you are. I'm gonna apologize again. That one, for, what, for whatever reason, I think that one hit you. And I don't mean to tell you that you're a bad mom. I don't mean to tell you that you're doing things wrong. I'm, I'm pointing out to you that that mindset issue of putting yourself last isn't helping anybody else. 
things that almost have nothing to do with weight loss, but just have, have to do with how we see ourselves in the world, have to do with who we feel we are and what we think we are worth that can totally affect your weight loss journey. This is, you know, when I told you during my weight loss story that my weight loss was, it wasn't, well, no, it was pretty linear. It, it really was, it was slow. Oh my God, it was so slow. But I never gained that I remember. I, it, you know, it was 13 years ago, I might've gained. I just don't remember it. I don't remember ever having that, that kind of crushing feeling of, oh my God, I gained weight this week. I, I remember it being ridiculously slow. I know that there are, I mean, there's always daily fluctuations. Of course, I had cyclical fluctuations, but my overall trend was really just downward. I, I didn't have like a lengthy plateau. I did stall in terms of, you know, there were, there were weeks when I didn't lose anything or I lost like 0.1 or whatever, but I didn't, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have nearly the struggle losing the weight as I personally did afterwards. For me, and we're gonna talk about this at much more length in two weeks, five part series. I've got two more parts after this. For me personally, after I lost the weight was where I hit every mindset issue, all of them. It was all about, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to, to have this thin body. I, I can't make goals. I'm gonna change my goals. I, I've never finished anything. How in the world did I finish this? Maybe I didn't really finish. It, it brought up everything for me. For me, the year after I lost weight, I struggled with way more mindset issues than I did the year I was losing weight. Losing was, for all intents and purposes, easy for me, at least easier than having lost the weight. I butted up against all of the self-worth issues, not deserving, not good enough, not doing enough, who am I to want more, all of that afterwards. You might butt up against that at any point. Now here's the thing, you might butt up against literally every single one of the things that I brought up today, or none of these, but something else that is your own thing. And you can butt up against it at any time. This is the thing that's so like amorphous about weight loss you might lose all the weight, like relatively quickly, relatively easily, feel fantastic, and then a year later put it all back on. That was, that was a very real danger for me, just so you know. That, that year after I lost weight was a far, far more delicate time for me. It is for a lot of people. Generally speaking, the faster you lose weight, the more likely you are to put it back on. For me, I lost the weight so slow. Who knew that that was gonna be my problem? But the mindset issues didn't come up while I was losing weight. They all came up afterwards. For some people, and this happens to a lot of my clients, some people will get going like gangbusters. They'll lose steadily. They'll lose you know, 20, 30 pounds. They'll be at least halfway to their goal. And then it all kind of unravels 
and I don't always know why. And we're going to talk about that at great length next week when we're talking about the middle. The middle, <laughs> the middle is tough for a lot of reasons, both physically and mentally. But then they kind of fizzle out and maybe they gain back or maybe they just kind of stay there in the middle. Some people, and this applied to me for years, some people just never really get off the ground. You know, that, that first two weeks, it's just, it's all in their head. They never really put it all together. They never really get going with it. That was me actually, truly, I mean, you heard my story. I gained and lost, I gained and lost. Getting started that final time was months in the making. For me, for me, a lot of it truly was that I was the girl who quit things. And I, I didn't, I didn't see myself as somebody who was capable of consistency until I was consistent, until I found the thing. And again, let me reiterate, none of this was meant to be any kind of like an advertisement for, for Slim Fast, the way I lost weight. It's just that that happened to be the vehicle that gave me the consistency that I needed. And that's where I'm gonna go with this. Okay, we brought all this, all this junk up. I, I blah, blah. Let's talk about what you can do. I mean, step number one, step number one is finding your mindset issues at all. Like, at all. They never sound, I mean, truly, you're listening to me say these things and you're like, okay, well, I mean, I don't think I'm thinking any of those things. You probably don't even hear it. Mindset issues don't sound like, hi, this is self-sabotage. It's gonna be really hard for you to lose weight this week. It sounds like I'm tired. It sounds like I don't care. It sounds like I deserve a break. It sounds like I don't know. I stressed that one greatly because I do this to myself all the time. I don't know is probably one of my biggest self-sabotages when, when I do know, but I don't wanna hear it and I don't wanna go the direction that I'm supposed to go for whatever reason. I tell myself I don't know all the time, all the time. Just so you know, when you hear I don't know in your head, I don't know what to do, I don't know what comes next, I don't know how to do that, you're, it's a mindset issue. I'm, just, I'm telling you that one flat out. I'm tired, you could actually be tired. I, I deserve, uh, deserve is a tough one. Deserving a break, you, I mean, as we talked about with rest days and over-exercising, yeah, you probably do deserve a break, but do you deserve a break from eating properly? Do you deserve a break from sleeping properly? Do you deserve a break from making good decisions for yourself? Do you deserve a break from making healthy choices? Uh, no, those are a break. It's a big break when you treat yourself nicely. That's a break. Finding your mindset issues, finding your self-sabotage, finding your blocks, finding your, your stuff, your issues. It's hard. You're gonna have to listen for it. You're gonna have to like stop and evaluate and be self-critical in a nice way. Not self-critical like, you're so stupid, but self-critical like, why did I just do that? Why, why do I feel apathetic today? Why do I feel like I don't know something that I could Google or something that I do actually know? Being, thinking critically about your actions in a non-critical <laughs> way is the first step. You have to find those issues. Now, step like 1A, I'm calling it step 2, but 
honestly, I probably should have brought this up like way at the beginning. You actually do have to believe that you can change your own mind. And I know that that's kind of a, a stopper for lots of us that, well, what do you mean I can change my mind? You can, you can change your mind. You can change your opinion. You can take in new facts. You can take a critical look at something that you have believed about yourself forever and you can change your opinion about it. I'm gonna tell you a funny story about this one. This is not actually related to weight loss at all. This is related to business. When I was about, I'm gonna say six or seven years old, I had it in my head that I was gonna put on a parade with the neighbor kids. We lived in a cul-de-sac, it was a great cul-de-sac, lots of kids, fun families. I had it in my head that we were gonna put on a parade. I gathered the kids, I gave them all jobs, I bossed everybody around, I was of course the parade leader, I made up little like, like a little playbill or like a little invitation, typed it up on the typewriter because it was 1975, whatever year it was, and I, you know, handed it out to all the neighbors. In fact, I don't know for sure if I handed it out. I, I know for sure that I gave it to my parents to show them with like a date and a time. And I was gonna charge everybody a penny to come to this parade. And I don't really remember what my thinking was on that other than, I, you know, it's, it's an entertainment thing, like going to the circus or whatever. Like, of course it costs something, but I didn't want it to be too expensive. I remember very clearly my parents were like, you can't charge people a penny for this. And I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed, like that embarrassment that like starts at the top of your head and melts all your bones and you feel like your entire body has just become lava and you would like the floor to open up and swallow you up because you have just done something so ridiculous that you just never want to think about it again. That was how I felt in this particular moment. Flash forward 40 plus years and that thought of what you do isn't even worth a penny was still rattling around back there, still hanging on. And in being in business for myself, it's very hard when you have this thought in your head that what you do isn't even worth a penny. And I, it came up rather organically. We were looking through something at my mom's house and the little, the little invitation was there and it specifically said free of charge and I got so embarrassed. Again, I felt exactly like I was six years old and showing my parents this thing about charging people for a penny. By the way, the parade did go on. There exists at least a dozen photographs. My parents were super proud of this parade. Like they thought the parade was a great idea. It was really just specifically like charging money for it. But the, this particular one, it was one of the free ones, you know, free of charge, come and have fun. And I got super embarrassed again. And I felt that, that I'm not worth a penny feeling. And I kind of sat on that for a while and I was just like, Ugh. and I, I kept pulling it back up. I kept pulling it back up. Like this bothers me. This feels, this feels yucky. And I realized after I pulled it back up a couple of times and felt less embarrassed about it and was like, how can I look at this objectively? How can I, how can I reframe this in my mind? And I thought to myself, um, hello, Paula. You were a born entrepreneur. You were born bossy. You were born to be at the front of the parade <laughs> telling people what to do. I'm literally still doing that 43 years later. <laughs> And once I reframed that in my mind, when I changed my mind 
It wasn't about the penny at all. It's about who I am, my worth. My worth comes from, well, my worth comes from lots of things, not just a penny. My worth comes from how I feel about myself. My friends, you can change your mind. You can change your mind about memories. You can change your mind about how you feel. You can change your mind about how you think. But step three, it takes daily practice. I, as I just told you in that story, it took me a while. And I mean, I've been doing this, like reframing my thoughts and how to think about myself and self-love thing for a while. And that still took me, I'm gonna say almost a week of some pretty deep thought of pulling it up again and again and feeling that embarrassment, feeling that shame, feeling that you're not worth anything, feeling and deciding what I wanted to think about it instead. It takes practice. It takes daily practice. It takes daily practice for a long time. I mean, this was, this was months ago, at least six months ago. I'm still actually kind of reminding myself of that every day. I'm worth more than a penny. <laughs> I'm a born entrepreneur. It's okay if you lead the parade, Paula. You're going to have to tell yourself this new thought many, many, many times. And then step four, okay, it's kind of, it's related because the fact is, while you're pulling up all this mental stuff, wherever you are in the weight loss process getting started, hi Agatha, sorry, if you're listening to the podcast, that made no sense at all. Suddenly, rather suddenly, my cat, who's been asleep the entire time, just walked right next to my feet for no good reason that I could decide. That was really funny. Anyways, step four, no matter where you are in the weight loss process, you're going to have to keep moving forward with the physical stuff. You know, as we started this whole podcast saying, weight loss, physically, changing your body, it's math. It, find the right number of calories, eat the right number of calories every single day. The, the physical part of eating the right number of calories every single day, exercising moderately, drinking the right amount of water, sleeping properly, you know, managing your stress. All of those things, they don't exist in a vacuum, but you can keep doing them while you're figuring out this mental stuff. Now, to be fair, sometimes this mental stuff does get in the way of being consistent with your calories. It, you're gonna have to like, hear that and figure out for yourself what to do in those specific instances. But here's the thing, the upshot of this all is that that yucky feeling of bringing up all the mindset issues is part of this process. Successful weight loss is both entirely related to how many calories you eat every day and not at all related to the number of calories that you eat every day. When you figure out how to get through these blocks, these issues, when you push forward, when you persevere, when you learn how to love yourself, including all the weird, stupid stuff you did when you were a kid, all the terrible things anybody has ever said to you, everything that has ever gone wrong in your life, when you can love yourself, not, not in spite of that stuff, but because of that stuff, you'll be successful. This is, this is a big topic. This is gonna be my last walking interval and we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this on up because my friends, my friends, I could A, literally talk about this all day and B, <sighs> wanna give both of us a break so that you can think about it. 
This is a thinking episode. This is not one of those episodes where you walk away and you're like, I've got it all figured out. Hopefully I gave you enough that you can figure your stuff out, but it's not gonna get figured out today. Keep, keep moving forward and figure this stuff out. I really, if you feel like sharing, I love hearing your stories. I love connecting with you. The best way to connect with me, honestly, if you're here on YouTube, you can leave a comment. But if you're listening to the podcast, the best way to connect with me is on Instagram or on Facebook. There are links to both of those. The Facebook is actually my private Facebook group, which is which is very private. It's actually just like a super safe place to talk about stuff like this. I do hope that you'll share with me what this brought up for you and how you can move forward. My friends, Thank you so, so much for walking and running with me today. Next week, we are talking about the muddle in the middle, that, that middle part of weight loss where ah, everything's the same and everything changes. And it's a whole episode all by itself. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you click the subscriber follow so that we can work together again next week. And I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.